of fake political announcement. I'm State Senator Bo Plath, and I approve this message. Preceding message was uh, paid for by the Bo Plath for State Senate Committee. Paul, that I I didn't I didn't approve that. Huh? I did not approve that message. Well, I thought you did. Well, I didn't, and you know it. Now play the one I approved. Okay. I'm Bo Plath, and I approved that message. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's love and time. The pride of the tartan, the Bay City Rollers! Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, Where to start, Lisa? But this one I think might hit you square in the solar plexus because I'm imagining that as a young teen or preteen girl, you were crazy for this group, the Bay City Rollers. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I, were, I, they were pretty cutting edge. Um, they were the hot band. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, every school dance. Yeah. Well, I bring it up because Les McKeon, McCown, uh, lead singer of that group has croaked at the age of 65. Wow, that's so young. He, that's I know. So he, young. he joined. He joined them in '73, and uh, I, I don't know if you know this. The Bay City Rollers were a Scottish band. Oh, I didn't. But they, they, uh, they, they wanted to you know, be a big deal internationally, and so they got a map. Apparently, at least this is the legend. They got a map of the U.S. They threw a dart, and it landed on Bay City, Michigan. I think you told me that story yeah. once before. Yeah, that's kind of. Well, I told you stories like it. Cool. I think that there's a similar oh. story about Gary oh, Puckett. Oh yeah, and the yeah, Union that's cap. what that's the one I heard. And that one's baloney. But th- this one apparently is how they got their name. This is a great Rose. name. And and think if they'd thrown the dart just a little to the left and up, they would have been the Hump Tulips Rollers. <laughs> Would they have been as successful? We'll never know. Yeah. But here's some other people that have checked out. Uh, are you sitting down? Shock G. Shock G. Of the uh, of the hip hop band Digital oh. Underground. 
Their big hit was the oh, Humpty yeah. Dance. My name is Humpty, pronounced with the Humpty. Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to funk thee. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump thee. I'm stepping tall, y'all. And just like Humpty Dumpty, you're going to fall when the stereos pump me. Very he was 57. I do like that song. Yeah. And it's sort of silly. I'm sick with this. Straight gangsta Mac. And, and, and he, but he was only 57. And then yeah, Black nice. Rob. Who? Black Rob died. Black Rob, who was 52, his big hit was Whoa. Should have seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now money ain't a problem. See, my dough is like. WHOA. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. I don't know that song. Well, not very catchy. But here's the thing that I have noticed. Uh, this is not probably a brilliant observation, but if you want to die young, become a rap or hip hop performer. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, I I don't have a I couldn't think of a complete list, but uh, just off the top of my head, in in terms of maybe the just the last few years, of course, you got Tupac, yep, and the Notorious B.I.G. Yep. Remember Lisa Left Eye Lopez? Yes, she she died. Lil Marlo, Trey Savage, Fred. The Godman, I think, Nipsey Hustle, Easy E, yeah. the old dirty bastard. They were all died either by getting shot or yeah. overdosing on drugs or heart attacks or something. Yeah, uh, live live a rugged, hard life. <clears throat> you achieve some good success in many cases, but man, uh, I I wouldn't want to be selling you life insurance. Yeah, I don't no think. kidding. That's really young, and I feel like. The first guy you said, um, the Bay City Roller guy, six, yeah. 65 years. That was sweat. 65. 65. Yeah. And, and it just strikes me that feels so young because, I mean, I'm creeping up on that. And you're like decades yeah. past that. So, you know. Yeah. Well, if it's, it it's funny, though, because I'll look at a, I'll look at a movie. And I, you and I have talked about this before. But if I see a movie that says, oh, that was made in 1973, you know I love old movies. Yeah. So if it's made in 73, 74, that's not old. That's not old enough for me. I want to go back into yeah. the 40s or early yeah. 50s. Those yeah. are old movies. That almost seems like it was made yesterday. If it's 1983 or something But I just remember, like I remember a time when 65 was like ancient, man. 65, man. And now that's my dating pool. And that bothers me. That bothers me a lot. Because I think I told you this, at this age, I almost don't want to find anybody that I like because I'm only going to get to spend like five minutes with them before they croak. Yeah, I mean, women still outnumber, uh, outlive men. And, and I believe the uh, life expectancy has dropped over the last two years. And the, if they're with me, it's going to drop even further. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's it's dropped because of COVID, for one thing, and some other reasons. So, but oh, yeah, well, okay. but but you're going to outlive them. You're right. So and that's heartbreaking. So why even bother? I'm just well. So no, well, th then stop thinking of that as your dating pool. Well, <laughs> uh, start thinking about 45 year old oh, guys. Oh yeah, because they're going to want. Yeah, that's true. There's so many 45 year olds who are going to want to date an old lady. Mm. You don't need so many. You need one. Yeah. Young girl, get out of my mind.
guy. You know he's out there. I don't like women my own age because they're so stupid. But I like older broads like you. You're interesting. Yeah, but see, there's going to be interesting women and intelligent women his age. I don't know. I do. I'm so fixated on age. I don't know what's wrong with me. Let me ask you. No, I think we maybe talked about this before. I, we're off on a tangent here as yeah. usual. Uh, do you... I mean, when you were young. Thanks for saying girl. when I was young. Yeah. Fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you. If you're young at heart. Grr. I okay. said grr. <laughs> For it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind. If you're young at heart. Uh, I, pi- I did not pick up on the grr. Okay. <laughs> I added yeah, it quickly. Okay. Yeah, after I realized what I'd quick, said. But okay. yeah. When I was no, younger. Um, when you were younger, you you would not even look t- twice at a guy that wasn't, uh, well, shall I just say, handsome or had uh, pleasing features. And would that be fair <laughs> to say? I think you've seen enough of my boyfriends to know the answer to that. What do you think the answer to that is, Pat Gashman? Well, I do. I'm begging the answer because I, I already know it. I dated very good looking now, men. I, did, I, I have very yes, you did. good yeah. looking for uh, lucky as I was because I'm not, you know, I'm no fashion model, but yeah, I... Oh, I no, I was going to say the opposite. <laughs> I think good looking women should date good looking men. That's just the way it works in this world. It, it always is arresting when I, you know, would see a, just a dorky looking guy. With this beautiful woman, money. I think, how did he manage money. that? Or vice money. versa. It's always money. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, usually money, yeah. But now, my point is, of course, now, uh, are, have your criteria changed? And, it, and, and leave money out of the equation, as painful as that is to think about. But just say, if a guy, like, kind of, he, has no, he has like three teeth, <laughs> uh, maybe a slight uh, mole on one cheek, uh, he's missing a finger or two, and he limps a lot. But he's a wonderful conversationalist. He's funny. You hit it off in conversation and spending time together. And uh, in other words, is an interesting man more interesting to you now? More are you more attracted to the interestingness of a person so. than in their all looks seriousness. now? I do. I think so. Uh, and-, and I think you see that when people have been married. Two, three, or four times. They're just by marrying the a dog. Time, they're, they're just marrying they're not, a dog. Uh, like, a I'm thinking from who who appeals yeah. to them. Well, yeah, but they because yeah, it it gets to be about things more important than uh, yeah. than you know showing off for your friends or six pack abs, nice hair, no hair on the back. I used to say um, I used sparkling blue eyes. I used to tell people I said you know when. My wife and I, uh, when we were first married, and especially before we were married, I mean, all it seemed like all we thought about was sex. It was sex, 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 <laughs> all the time, and it, it, because I, that was just like the driving force. But I said, but after you've been married for a long time, like I have, and my wife, sex doesn't matter that much anymore to her. You're like, what happened? Are you still like at the level you think you were when you got married? And she's just like, 
on a no. completely different plane. I'm probably not, but I don't get to practice, so how would I know, you know? <laughs> oh, and then one other guy I wanted to mention, and then we'll get on. Uh, Rusty Young, relatively young, I guess, 75 years old. He was the, one of the founding members of Poco. Did you like that band? Poco? Poco? Yeah, Poco. I've never Poco. heard of Poco. You never heard of Poco? You never heard this music? It happens all the time, this crazy love. Loving me some Poco. <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't it be ironic if Rusty Young died of tetanus? <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't Poco. know what I'm looking okay, it up. About oh, that. okay. So American Country Rock Band formed in 1968. Yes. Ah, mm-hmm. Oh, Buffalo Springfield was in this band. I know this band. Yeah, they, there's a lot of connections okay, to this that's, band. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. Um, Pretty cool. Uh, Rusty Young. Never quite got the hang of anything. I mean, he was good for a while, but uh, past the age of 30, he was just rusty. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what happened. Just rusty. I always like like that expression. Well, I haven't golfed in a while, so I'm going to be a little rusty out there. (laughs) You alluded to something when you and I had a uh, non-podcast text conversation about a major annoyance that has made its way into your life yet again. But this one, I I don't even know what you're talking about this time. So explain. And I was a little liquored up when I texted you because I was super pissed off. And you're like, like, yeah, okay, you've had something to drink. (laughs) You even spelled liquored wrong, so I knew that you were... Really Isn't it L I K K? When I'm liquored up, I spell things <laughs> yeah, right for a change. So I uh, had a, an oven that uh, I bought when I bought this house. If you can believe it, I've been in this house for twenty over twenty five years, and I bought a new uh, Kenmore oven. You need to get out. Yeah. So I I needed a new range. Finally, it lasted. That thing lasted, but I bought one last week. Now going from a uh, a twenty five year old oven to a new fancy like digital oven is oh my it word is yes. a learn the food's going to taste it, much better <laughs> or is this an electric uh, range yes sir okay. did you ever consider ele- gas or anything i did i did but i didn't want to spend the money to get the gas line piped over there yeah. and i just the idea gas freaks me out a little bit i just feel like i'm going to i think i'm going to end up dying from a gas explosion boom 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 Bang, 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 bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. I, I worry about that, too. I know. It doesn't freak you out. Like, I can change electrical outlets without turning off the power. I can do all that. None of that scares me. I can get on the roof. That doesn't scare me. Chainsaws and gas appliances freak me out. Well, they don't go together anyway. No, I know. Yep. Hey, Larry, give me that chainsaw. I got to start the oven up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Those two things weird me out. So I just went with the well, electric we, oven, just replaced it. We, we have had gas uh, oven, gas uh, stovetops for uh, years. Are you talking about your, your stovetop? No, it's a whole oven range. It's a range. Oh, it's the oven. No, okay. the well, oven range. Oh. Everything's in one piece. It's one big oh, okay. appliance. Okay. It's a giant appliance. Because we have gas. We have gas you know, I know. Burners, I know your house. Don't, the, oven, the oven is and electric. And it's across the room. Yeah. Yours aren't together. Yeah. Yes. That's correct. Yeah, yeah they're on opposite yeah, no, sides of the aisle. this is one unit. So, so yeah. I buy this unit, and I'm 
I set about setting the clock and setting the this and the that and the the other thing, and I start pressing. Hey, would is it impotent for me to ask what that ran you? Uh, I don't even. How much what is would a new you guess oven? A new oven would be. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I, I don't thousand dollars. I don't know. Yeah, it was twelve thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay, that's that's, that's kind of what I thought. I yeah, guess about thirteen hundred bucks. You know, the Easy Bake Oven is a pittance of that, and <laughs> and they can, you, it might take you, you know, 17 hours to, to cook some potatoes, but man, <laughs> can, think of the money you've saved. You can't even fit a turkey in there, so that's, you know, a big loss. <laughs> you might be able to get a Cornish game hen in there, I guess. Maybe a leg, so, so perhaps you, a So leg. you have this... Fabulous so new oven. Do they deliver oven. it? And they do yep. they hook it up for yeah, you too? Yeah, they deliver it. They they okay. pop it in there. They plug it in. He turns on all the dials. Everything's working great. Here's your paperwork, ma'am. Sign for this. Take your old oven away. Bam. Done. Good. So I okay. start setting stuff on it, and I've got the manual out, but it's not very clear. It's very convoluted, oh. and it's very you got to press. Oh, that's Yeah, you got to press two buttons at the same time, and then you press the eight, and then you got to go through the menu. And, the, 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 and all I was trying to do was make the temperature a little hotter in the oven because I had cooked mm-hmm. something that didn't quite. And they said, "Well, maybe you're you need to up the temperature." Anyway, long story short, I have. By the way, I uh, by the way, Lise, I have long maintained that. The greatest writers in the world, where we need good yes. writers, are in yes. basic instructions. We got yes. enough novels and all of that stuff. Get people who can write clear instructions. Man, that's a craft, and it is little practice. That's a great and, point. And nowadays, you most of the time you don't get any words anymore. You that's get a great pictures point. and only yes. pictures, drawings. It's a great of how to do things. That's not always It's a great re- point, but it wouldn't be yeah. necessary if they just made it easy to operate the thing you bought. Why do you have to press two right. buttons at once and then scroll through with that number eight key? It's it's non-intuitive that they just made things that were easy to understand. Do you remember getting your first VCR <laughs> and how hard it was to set whenever you wanted to record something to set the yeah, first getting just the getting time the time on it, on it getting it to set right feat, to the right yeah. channel. You always ended up recording something you didn't want to record, and then you're all pissed off and stomping through the house because you didn't record the thing. You remember the joke, which was actually a truism that when you would go to your parents' house, there were, it was always flashing <laughs> zero zero. You know, or midnight. they couldn't figure out how to get the time on it. Now, yeah, yeah, now it's such a primitive, uh, an easy thing for us, but as Gadgets have gotten more more features, exactly. then they become so, more complicated. And I was pressing buttons, granted, after I'd had and after I'd had a martini. Willy nilly. So I will say I was not <laughs> as focused as I probably should have been on the task at hand. What ended up happening was I somehow uh, instructed my stove to enter what's called Sabbath mode. Six days shall you labor. Sabbath mode. And I couldn't un-Sabbath mode this thing. Now, do you know, are you familiar with what Sabbath mode is? Because now I know everything there is to know about Sabbath mode because I never knew what the heck it was. All I knew is, all I knew is my oven wouldn't work. Once it's in Sabbath mode, you, you're done. Does that mean you... Does that mean you can't uh, yeah, broil so a steak on Saturdays sort of only or Sundays or, or, or what is it? Raw food can't be cooked on 
on, uh, it's a Jewish holiday called Shabbat, I, if I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, so they can't. S-H-A-B-B-A-T. A-T, correct. Yeah. And you can't, like, you can't make a fire. You can't Shabbat. food. You can't press buttons. You can't. There's a million things you're not supposed to be doing. Uh, you can't do work that creates, I guess, is what I'm looking at here. So that includes food. Well, I guess I guess that's nice for Judaism and religion. It's nice for them to be able but I'm not to Jewish. have that feature. But, but I'm not Jewish. Why is that? Why not? is that on my oven? Why? <laughs> you are now. And 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 I I I was like pressing buttons, trying to undo it. I'm 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 like, am I? And I'm swearing, and I'm thinking, am I even allowed to swear while it's in Sabbath mode? I don't know. I'm probably <laughs> going to hell, but I've got to get the devil out of my oven because I can't make it turn on. So I was just infuriated that I'd only had this thing for a couple of days, and now it's technically broken. I can't use it. But apparently, you are supposed. There's got to be a fix. Well, for there. That. I figured be it out finally it. between the time I texted you and I finally went online. Oh, you did. I finally went online and got all. You wouldn't believe the steps it took for me to get it out of Sabbath mode. It, the pressing the broil and the break bake button at the same time. Hit the eight. Scroll through to number three. When it says Sabbath, Sabbath. Then you then you press the three to make it go. I mean, I was about ready to throw the stove out the door. So. Uh, I just want to were warn you. Were you yelling? Were you yelling "oi" the whole time? <laughs> well, I didn't. Which know. is "yo" spelled backwards? Exactly. But I was doing everything I could. But I had, yeah. So anyway, so it, I spent a problem probably, solved. Yeah, but I spent a good hour or two hours of my life trying to figure it out and being upset. That's a lot of liquor. And and it's like really why? So I guess manufacturers. This is now sort of a standard feature that it is so in demand because you, you're not supposed to cook raw food, but it keeps the oven going continuously so you can keep your food yeah. warm. I guess that's what it is. But refrigerators have this uh, Sabbath mode as well, which I, I don't understand. Well, I didn't so. know that. Knowing you as I do, you you are the kind of person that would sit down with your instruction manual because they always say... <laughs> Read this cover to cover before you do before anything. Or even take the wrapping off. And I think off. you're one. Exactly. And you're, you're probably one of those people that I does do. that. I never I do. I just am so impatient. I want to just get get something going, and it always backfires on me. Then I have to go to the instruction book and immediately go to the troubleshooting well, this guide. this is normally when I am sober that I take these reasonable steps. However, mm-hmm. I had a martini in me, and I thought, how hard can it be? I just want to change <laughs> this one thing. And I started punching buttons. So you're right. I hadn't. I did read the manual, but I hadn't memorized it at that point. So it's doing. But anyway, everything's fine now. I got the devil out of my oven, so we're good. Oh. Yeah, That's a happy a ending happy to a ending, horrifying yeah. story, yes. I believe in happy endings Starry skies and dreams come true I've believed it since I first met you Hey, um, there was a thing going around on Facebook the other day and uh, and so I got online. I, I didn't. I I, I don't I get on Facebook, on Facebook very much. But I I thought, let me just Google this and see if it comes up. So I Googled 
would you sit on this ledge for two hours for two million dollars and and it's a picture i'm sure it's been photoshopped but it's a photo of a woman sitting on an impossibly high cliff you can see you can see the mm -hmm. the earth down below her and uh, and just looking at it and 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 i showed this around to other people there's a universal reaction to it it is uh, for women it's somewhere in their pelvis for men it's the same thing um you get it makes just you, i'm not even looking I'm not at the explaining picture very and, well, but, but the, i haven't seen it but you describing it it makes my stomach turn just it makes it makes my i don't want to see it I'll, my stomach's I'll send already you the doing picture. flippy floppies no no why don't we send i send it to you so we can put it on our website so people will know what i'm talking about um it, there but it for men it's there's a sensation it happens in your yeah. groin They're just looking at that yeah it's like something really primal and 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 i've shown the picture to women too and they say yeah it it kind of gets yeah. me right in my it's gut somewhere and uh and so the the premise again is you get two million dollars if you can set you you're sitting uh on the edge of this cliff Ew, which is God. tilting downwards a little bit at that and and I, it's impossible i couldn't look even look at this no, picture it's a, like a universal fear a phobia that people have and for everybody's saying well what if there was if there was a wind blowing no i said no yeah. no 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 conditions you can't say what if no mm -hmm. asterisks. You got to sit on the edge of this cliff, and you got to sit there for two Does it hours. Doesn't matter what you're wearing. And because uh, see, I would wear, I'd and, wear and, rubber pants. No, sticky I don't think it blood. matters what you wear. Uh, the woman, well, the woman in the photo is wearing just generic, looks like sweats or something like that. Uh, but the idea, could I? First of all, how does she get out to the edge of that yeah. thing? That that makes my groin hurt right there. Just thinking of that. And, and then, how do you sit? Can you stay focused for two hours? Mm, not if two million dollars was on the line, I'd probably be able to. I think everybody would think about it. That's why I hope uh, we would put try to post this photo yeah. for you. But I, I decided finally, you know what? I couldn't do it. I could not do it. And most people I've showed it to say, no, nah, can't do it. I say, oh, two million, eh, maybe I, yeah. It's it, yeah, theoretically risky. you could maybe, but. Yeah, it's too risky. If you really look at the photo and imagine yourself doing this. There's a I, difference I just, between um, it. taking it a challenge like me that crazy. that could ultimately uh, end in your demise and because it's the old, how much, you know, would you do this for a million dollars game? Like, would you stick your head in a box full of spiders? If they, you know, if that wouldn't kill you, but mm -hmm. but being on the cliff could kill you. You know what I mean? There's a whole difference between doing something that would make you uncomfortable versus something that could yeah. kill you. I, yeah. I don't think I would do the cliff thing. The, you know, <laughs> we, we've been doing this since we were kids. <laughs> I remember, you know, hey, Larry. Would you eat this dog poop for a million dollars? You got, and you can't throw up. You got to eat the whole thing right. and, and keep it down. I mean, we would have these stupid what ifs. Would you do this? And we still do it to this day when our kids and now our grandkids will say, okay, here's the deal. 
for a million dollars. You are completely naked. It's nighttime, and you have to crawl 200 yards through a thicket of raspberry thorns. Oh, my God. And and you're nude. Oh, for my some reason, that, that makes the stakes even higher. Wow. Could you do it? Ooh. For a million dollars. Well, you wouldn't yeah. die, yeah. for sh- but you would it'd be uncomfortable. No, you might bleed out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, how yeah. thick's the thicket? How how far is that? It's thick enough. It it's gonna scratch you. Oh, you can make it out. But you mean how we, we long would actually is see the thicket? These, well, we'd actually see these thickets of blackberry yeah. bushes as when we'd go on walks on bicycle trails and things, and they they could be the the one that you know gave us the pause to think about this was probably. Uh, an eighth of a mile long. That's a long way. Forget it. Yeah, yeah, and you're on your hands and knees or walking upright. It doesn't matter. You were which. um, you were at my house once, and I had an old pair of garden shoes outside that had been just they're they're With dirty. Feet in them. They had cobwebs, yes. and clearly they'd been outside, and things have been inhabiting them. And you said to me. <laughs> You said to me, if I give you $100, would you put your bare feet in those shoes? And I said, no way. And you kept trying to find my price. And you're like, well, do you remember that? You're like, yeah, how about if yeah. I give you, how about if I yeah, give you, yeah, I do, but uh, did I, we ever get a price? $200. No way. I am not sticking my bare feet in there. 300 500 Well, at some point, at some point, I'm getting up to a million and you're saying, well, you're not good for that anyway. Let's let's start being realistic about what would you really so, pay Oh, me. my God. That just gives me the willies to think about it. Spider crawling on the wall. I see him and he sees it all and he sees it all. I thought about you the other day because we were watching this uh, home restoration show uh, on one of those, yeah. you know, reality things, and they they these people were there to fix up an old house. I think it was in the south somewhere. Oh God, I can tell me. And they go in and oh, this. God. Yeah, it is absolutely oh, festooned God. with spiders. They're they're thick as can be. And even in the toilet, they're just piled there are spiders up. Spiders in the, in the and, toilet? And, uh, yeah, I mean everywhere oh in this rundown house. It was just astounding. And and I said, I said to my wife, I said, well, the only way you could deal with this is you'd have to put, you know, visqueen yeah. or whatever all over the entire house and run poison in there for <laughs> three weeks or something. I right. said, but even well, then, you wouldn't get them say all. That? What do you mean you wouldn't get them all? What do you mean by that? That would seem to me to do the job. Would you feel confident enough to say, yep, I'm, I feel good about this now. I think I'll go sleep the night in this house that uh, three weeks ago had about seven billion spiders in it, but I'm sure there's not one of them left anymore. I so that, I just, just think that house ought to be to blown up. Set fire to it. Buried up. Forget it. It's not worth fixing it up. you set fire, one of them's going to survive the fire and come and eat your face off. Yeah. Okay. The, and these were spiders, That's... the kind that jump up. Yeah, it was it was okay. like the the quintessential Lisa Foster nightmare. I thought, man, I I, I no, did no when I bought you. this house. This house had been abandoned for a couple of years. I got a really good deal on it. It was run down. It had been abandoned. It had rats. It had spiders. It had everything you could imagine in here. But I didn't move in right away. I had to do a lot of remodeling and fixing up. So I didn't I didn't like stay in the house. Oh. But yeah, I had the fumigators come out for quite a while to get 
all the spiders and the, I mean, oh my gosh, it was so, made me so jumpy, but it was worth it. So I had my price. <laughs> it was worth getting this house to deal with that. Yeah. But it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's oh, just, re that's just God. reasonable. I don't I think. still remember that. Should... still remember that. I think I could live in a house and I do live in a We're house everywhere. where we see spiders uh, walking around. And I, I usually let them outside. But what I couldn't do is live in a house with snakes in it. And I, I don't know if anybody typically signs up for snakes that anyway. Don't bother me. But and it can be, it can be a harmless snake too. No, I, I can't, I can't take them. Snakes I don't, don't want bother them me. Rats don't really bother me either. But the <laughs> that's good to know. I mean, I don't like, like, I don't want to pet them. But I don't like. I'm not startled when I see a rat. I just go, oh, look, there's a rat. And I live on a crick, so you know. Hmm, hmm. And he's getting into my new oven. <laughs> I huh. think I'll turn it on Sabbath mode and see what happens. <laughs> oh my God! So yeah. Well, uh, anyway. Well, hey, um, I was noticing this. Uh, there's been some talk about this. Now, now, have you ever been to Disneyland? I have. Yeah. Several times. How many years ago? Oh gosh. Yeah, it's been. I'm a while, gonna right? say I think. Let's see. My niece. I took her when she was ten years old. She's 28, so yeah, almost 20 years ago. Yeah, I, it might be that long for me. I can't remember for sure. But, um, and you might have been reading about this. There are some people that are upset that Disney and Disneyland and Disney movies are are going way beyond reason to be woke oh. now and, and politically yeah. correct. Now, my all-time favorite ride at Disneyland. Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. I'm going to say not the teacups. You don't seem like a teacups kind of guy to me. <laughs> they, those I'm were gonna, too scary for me. I'm going <laughs> to say, um, I wonder if it's um, I w Pirates of the Caribbean I, I was going to get. Yes, that's it. Okay, yeah. I, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot, drink up, be hearty, yo, ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Bring up me out of your home. That's a really I love that. Yeah, and they have that restaurant, the Blue Bayou, very yeah. right there on the yeah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's it's really beautifully done. It is. Yeah, but one of the one of the uh, little features in it, it, it's an auction where women are being sold. You can buy a wench. Yeah. At this auction. Uh, and they've changed that now. So now the women are no longer being they are also pirates. In other words, now they they've made them pirates too. Yeah, they they took the idea that women were being sold out of it, which I guess is somewhat understandable. But they but apparently they're just watering down all kinds of things well, at Disneyland. The Jungle Cruise used to have these scary looking. Um, natives yeah, you know with, with spears in their nose and yeah yeah they got up they got all that out of there yeah. now i don't know what they've replaced it but the one that's got most people kind of all a buzz is on did you ever go on splash mountain you know it's yeah. like that flume ride i think ride. it was closed when we went there's always like every time you'd go to disneyland there'd be one attraction that was closed for repairs you're yeah. like god with, damn it that's the one i wanted to go on with without, without fail, fail. Yeah. that's true so I don't think I went on Splash Mountain. I remember going on it. It's basically a flume ride. You get into these fake <laughs> logs and you ride down this big waterfall and it's fun. You, people get wet. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of laughs. But it was based on a Disney film that came out 
1946 called Song of the South. Brer Rabbit wait for the tar baby to say, fine, how are you? But the tar baby, he don't say nothing, and Brer Fox, he lay low. So, Brer Rabbit tried again. How do you do? But the tar baby ain't saying nothing. It's based on stories by a guy named Joel Chandler Harris. And it was about Br'er Rabbit and the in the mm-hmm. Tar Baby, remember, and uh, mm-hmm. Uncle Remus stories. All of that considered nowadays to be highly racist and inappropriate. Right. So, right. but I never knew that. Uh, I think most people never knew that was what the Splash Mountain ride was based upon. Oh yeah, I didn't know that either. And uh, that's where the the song the song Zippity Doo Dah would play when you you know you're on that ride, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful little tune. It happened on one of them Zippity Doo Dah days. Now that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity Doo Dah, Zippity A. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine in my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. But it doesn't, there's nothing inherently racist about that song. It's just a nice song. So they just said, now nah, let's throw the whole thing out. So now they rethemed it to the movie Princess and the Frog. <laughs> you sound really bummed about that. Well, I just don't. I just think you can't. Ah, yeah, well, you I can. know it's it's. I know it's just an amusement park, but you can't. And sometimes by trying to cover something up or change it dramatically, you're drawing more attention to it than if you just let it be. And Splash Mountain, an example that that your average kid's never going to connect to that movie, Song of the South, which isn't even in distribution and hasn't been for mm. years. I just and then they've got these. Disney's been running these a million different princess movies, which I've had to endure some of with my grandkids. <laughs> Frozen, which and I know you're a huge fan of the Disney princess. Brave. And then if you work at Disneyland, by the way, too, they are relaxing their employee dress code, which used to used to say, no, you got to wear certain kind of clothes. You can't have your hair a certain length. No beards. No facial hair. And now they're they're relaxing it because they want to again appear to be woke, which this part's probably fine. But they let you know their employees wear tattoos now. Mm. Uh, I don't know about piercings, but you can have a beard and things like that. I just think the whole dress code thing. I don't know if that means being woke. I think that just means being realistic about what does and does not yeah. affect your employees. I don't think it has anything to do with being woke. Um, I think that that. Um, dress codes and uh, certain, you know, I worked at a bank back in the 80s and we were not allowed to wear pants. I mean, that doesn't sound right. right. (laughs) 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 I mean, women... Well, you were usually working behind the counter, so that helped. Women employees, we had to wear skirts, which is bullshit. And it's complete bullshit. We had to... The dress code said you must wear a bra at all times. And and even though I did, it pissed me off that I was told that I had to wear a bra at all times. You had to wear pantyhose. You had to wear... And so it's bullshit. That doesn't affect 
affect how I do my job, whether I'm wearing pantyhose or a bra. So I don't know that that has anything to do with woke. I think that just has to do with yeah. being realistic. I agree. I think I, I mean, I, I if you're in the military yeah, and maybe in, your, yeah. in some sort yeah. of institution where they, they get to call but the rules. No, if, I think if it's a safety thing. issue, no, jang, you know, no dangling jewelry. If you're, you know, running a, you know, <laughs> a, a, log chipper <laughs> or cement, cement mixer, mixer or, or whatever what. those safety yeah. issues are no long hair would be a safety issue but just for a general uh, job i think that's bs that people would say well you gotta do this you gotta do that okay whatever yeah you used to be that way guys had to wear suits yep. to work and I'm, i think when companies like microsoft came yeah. along and Employees could just wear, you know, Hawaiian yeah, shirts and loafers yeah. and Birkenstocks. It didn't affect their productivity. Somebody finally figured mm-hmm. out, actually, it makes people happier. That now, they you don't went have to. to Catholic school, so you're really yes. aware of, yeah. of, of oh, uniform. Oh, yeah. We had to wear a uniform. And, yeah. and so the, 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 the point uh, or, or the reasoning behind that was so that you couldn't um, think for yourself. Was that it? What, what I mean, you couldn't show your individuality. Well, the, what was the reasoning behind that? Well, I've heard t- two different things. The, I, what I think the real thing was is that they there was somewhat of a conformist aspect to parochial schools, Catholic schools in particular. They wanted to have your, everybody to think the same stuff. Mm-hmm. They and you would be <clears throat> and you would be force fed all this stuff right. that you had to believe. Right. And, and and so there to me it always felt like this is a little bit like being in the army you you take do it our way yep. or you hit the highway yeah. kid dress like this and, think uh, like that yeah it's just so then, but sad. but I asked a nun one time about it and she said well the reason we like you kids to all wear in our case salt and pepper cords oh my and God. white white shirts and a navy blue v-neck sweater is because when you look around at your classmates, we don't want you thinking, oh, he's poor. Oh. My family's richer. Oh. That's why I wear better clothes. You kids are all wearing the same clothes, so there is no class distinction. Oh, interesting. I go, uh, okay, how long did it take you to think of that I, one? Yeah. Because nobody believes that's the reason oh. we're all oh, wearing right, the same right, clothes. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a benefit. <clears throat> a nice benefit, but it's yeah, not it the is. reason. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, I think that's the that happened along <clears throat> the way, and they thought, oh, let's say that this is why yeah. we're doing it now. Yeah, we can talk for a long time about uh, about going to Catholic school. It was a good and a bad experience at the same time. I'll talk about it some other time. I wanted to okay. add a couple other things, unless you got something something big. I do. I I, I do. I want to ask you real quick because I, I read a really interesting article in the New Yorker this morning about, uh, and I'll, I'll send you this article or I'll link it in our on our website. It's a it says when things go missing, and it was just an interesting article about losing things and how many things we lose and how. What, why, why do we lose things? And I, I thought the statistics, whether you believe these or not, were, were pretty uh, noteworthy. They estimate that by the time you hit 60, which I'm coming up on, that you will lose a total of 200,000 things in your life. And that the average person loses nine things a day. And that doesn't mean you're not eventually finding it. But um, you just like like you like do you you do like where did I put my phone? Oh, oh, where's all my day phone? long. Where did I put my keys? Where 
And and I and and the other part of that, Lisa, is that uh, mostly men think that their mate or their wife or whoever should know where it is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. even though it's your thing. Exactly. Where's my wallet? Yeah. Where's my wallet? And you should know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and it's interesting that you um there there's theories about things that are lost. Like, have you heard about the eighteen inch rule, um, where the, Look, I don't want no, to get into sex what? on I, this thing. I, I, I didn't like that? where why you were do going. That? I don't Why do you do it? You're the one who brought it up. She said the 18 inch rule. Hey, that's a good one. Let me write that down. <laughs> that's so that's what, what she said. said. The 18 inch rule, for your information, is where apparently yes. the majority of missing items are supposed to be like lurking less than two feet from where you thought they would be. That, it that is? is true. It is? The best example is the TV remote. <laughs> yeah. It's always within arm's length. Yeah, but I, can, I think can't it's fascinating. It. Fascinating. But yeah. uh, anyway, I, I was wondering, what sort of things have you lost that you, you've you never gotten back? Because they think what their point is, is that all we want is closure. Like, sometimes we don't need that sweater. We're like, but what the hell, what the hell happened to that sweater? I used to have a... I just have a blue sweater. Where did it yeah. go? And mo- and most people want closure. Like, I just want to know where the blue sweater went. I don't really need it back. I just need to know what happened. So- Well, I uh, I wish I'd had more time to think about this. I know I have lent a lot of things to people over the years, and then I go, "Hey, where did that go?" And then they say, I know I, I right, lent this exactly. out, but who did I lend it to? And why won't the why doesn't the person say, "Hey, I'm bringing this back"? But it, this is a small thing. But this has upset. This has made me obsessed for years. Um, one of my favorite comedy albums was. Hello, Dummy, mm-hmm. featuring Don Rickles. Nice to see you in a red shirt, right in the front. That's class. I never entertained a Mountie. <laughs> Forty million Americans, I gotta get a Dummy Mountie right here in the front. Hello, Dummy. Yeah. And he waved to me yet. I said, hello, Dummy. And he went, he knows me. I'm a Mountie. And it, it was way ahead of its time. This, the album, album must be at least 40 years old, maybe even 50. But his routines are so outrageous. The things he says are so politically incorrect and, and, uh, and shocking in some ways, albeit funny, that I, I just thought, man, this is the best album I've ever heard. And I loved it and I coveted it. And I always put it in a secret place. And, and then one day I come in and it's missing. And, and it's an album my mom didn't even know I had because it was pretty out there. Uh, and and I, so I, I'm asking her, hey, Mom, if, have you seen my, any of my record albums? She goes, no, no, I have Then I started questioning my brothers. I said, did one of you guys take my Don Rickles album? Yeah. And, and I mean, that was a million years ago, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I see? still Isn't obsess about it. Where yeah. did it go? And, it, and, and the, the article took goes it? on to talk about, yeah. you know, you'll get most of the items back, except you didn't get your own, but you'll never get back the time you've wasted looking for them or thinking about them. And the statistic is in the course of yes. your entire life, True you're going to spend 
roughly six solid months looking for crap you lost. And and the money in the U.S., just in cell phone, misplaced cell phones, estimated $30 yeah. billion. Dollars That's interesting, yeah. Has been lost on misplaced cell phones where you just lost it and then you've got to go buy a new one. Do you get cell phone insurance? Because I don't. No. But I've no. not I've not lost I should. my phone yet. Uh, got, Do you lose your phone a lot? Well, almost two years ago, I took a spill in a, in a river on a kayaking trip. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Dang near drowned. It was really scary. And I lost my cell phone. Yeah. Uh, in that. And I realized, geez, I, I, I guess I can find most of my pictures and stuff in the cloud and all of that. But what about uh, your wallet? Do you how like a new you phone now? Wallet? Like a new phone is like a grand, isn't it? Something like I that. I don't know. A new cell Something phone. Stupid they're, like that. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Thank you. I'll keep using my old one. Costs as much yeah. as a stove with Sabbath mode. How about your wallet? What did you ask? How about your wallet? Oh. How often have you lost your wallet? That's the second most lost. Keys, yeah. wallets, cell phones are the most lost items, and and articles of clothing. I I did on two different occasions. I was I think it was at a gas station. Almost certainly, I would get out of the car. To pump my gas and put my my wallet on top of the hood of the car to get my credit card out and to pay for the gas, I'd pump it and then I'd drive off with my wallet still on top of the car. On both occasions, people found the wallets, and uh, fortunately, I never have any money in there anyway. But I got everything back both times. Uh, that so. That's nice. Yeah, I, I do lose my wallet, but I haven't done it. Yeah. I haven't lost it lately. It gives me so uh, much. It's kind of foolish to keep all your stuff in one place. It gives me so much crazy. anxiety. I mean, I um, I'm and I'm, I don't say this to be smug, but I have a specific area I put my keys. I have a specific area I put my cell phone in my purse. I have a specific area where I put my, only because the alternative would send me into a complete tailspin if I were to lose it. I don't manage mm. things like that that very well as you probably know about me but other oh. people are like oh yeah i'll just get another one i'm like oh my god that would incapacitate me for a week i remember i lost my uh phone i forgot to pick it up mm -hmm. going through airport security got almost onto my the plane and then i remember oh shoot oh shoot i gotta get my phone where's my phone i must have left it then i had to go all the way out and go all yeah. the way back through security luckily they had my phone i got it and barely made my flight uh, my mom, I'd say the last 15, 20 years of her life, she would bring up to my brothers and me, whatever happened to that <laughs> yeah. set of silverware that I had? <laughs> Did one of you guys take it? And she had decided that my brother Mike, uh, who had stayed yeah. at her house with some friends yeah. when she wasn't there, had taken the silverware and sold it to get money. And and she she wouldn't confront him too directly, but she would always tell me, you know, I think Mike took my silverware. I'm almost certain of it. He took it. So uh, yeah, she she passed. Well, what I'm saying, she passed away, and then you know we've got to clean out of her house and stuff, and lifted off some magazines that were sitting on top of a cardboard box, and there was the silverware. It had been there all the time. Oh my God. how many people have been accused of taking stuff that just i mean i've done that before yeah. like oh, 
Yeah. I wonder if the housekeeper took it. You know what? I think that's something. I think that's something that happens when you get older. We noticed it in my wife's parents. She goes, somebody stole my shoes. Somebody. Now, why would somebody come in? And and (laughs) and of course, as you get older, and this is not funny, but people start to lose their sensibility. Uh, Maybe some dementia kicks in. A friend of mine said that his wife's mom called them up one day. She was in a nursing home. She called them up one day and said, somebody came into my place and stole everything. The pictures on the wall, the couch, the dining table, everything in the refrigerator, the refrigerator itself. They took everything. She said, but here's the thing. Then they replaced everything with exact duplicates. And she was convinced that everything was not the original, but it looked so much the same that the the thieves were trying to fool her. Well, you uh, get ready to lose up to nine things today. That's what the average American, average person loses. So if you're just starting your day, you're going to lose nine things today. So have fun with that, folks. That's fantastic. (laughs) And it's time for our farewell joke, ladies and gentlemen, on that high note. Are you sitting down, Lisa? I am. And you know, last uh, podcast, I felt like if in baseball parlance, I if I didn't strike out, I hit into an easy double play. It was not not the great. I, I hope you'll like this joke a little better. I now okay. I'm starting to doubt myself. You I'm, think I might that have, you you think you know, that was a double play, an easy double play? I felt like that was a strikeout for the other team. I mean, yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, I I, I hit into a double play. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I now I'm thinking there are only a certain number of great jokes, and maybe I've used them all already. I don't there might think not be so. any good jokes left. We're only on a couple of hundred. This is episode what two fifty two hundred something. Something, but uh, I mean, how many so great jokes? So you're saying there's are? only two? Well, but you gotta remember, not all of those were great. So I would say you still have about a hundred jokes. Left. I think I'm in a slump. <laughs> I'm in a joke slump, well, and so I'm gonna hope to raise my average a little bit with right. this one. All right. And it, and if it doesn't if it doesn't work for you, then uh, do you want I, me I to think, do you want me to fake it? No, I don't want you to fake it. I want you to. And I and I as you know, I like longer jokes. I don't like one-liners. I, w- I want a good story. I do too. So, and I like see what you, I like it when you tell a story too. Okay, see what you think of this. Now, does it throw you off when I um, stop ask and I ask you for clarification on things? Does that throw you? No, I no, I love okay. that. I love because I'll stop because doing I, that because I need. I think it's helping the listener too. <laughs> okay. You're asking the questions the listener okay. would ask, like, "Why am I'm I not very, for one I'm time? not very bright, so I need you to explain things to me." <laughs> now, what I have to say about this joke is that it actually has to the, the all of the characters in this joke are female. Yeah. Oh, good. And I and I've only got, uh, you know, I just don't do great yes, female do. voices. So, so I decided I'm going to change it to the all the. Uh, all the protagonists in this joke are male. Okay, I'm, so I'm changing it a little bit from its original, the the original okay. version that I found. But and so I might screw up along the way and forget. Oh wait a minute, that's supposed to be a man. So I hope I don't do that. Okay, here we go. There's a man that was managing a ladies' dress shop. I'm going to keep the female okay. part in that. Okay. But he's managing a ladies' dress shop, and he realized it was time to give a little pep talk to one of the clerks. 
one of the sales clerks. And uh, the guy's name was Larry. Wow. Believe it or not. And uh, so the manager says, Larry, come in here, would you? Yeah, what's up? Larry, your uh, figures are well below that of the other salespeople. In fact, unless you can improve your record by the end of the month, I'm going to have to let you go. Larry goes, oh, man. Uh, Mr. Jenkins, can, could you give me some advice on how I might be able to do better? Jenkins thinks about it, and he says, well, there, there is an old trick I could tell you about. it. I know it sounds kind of silly, but it's worked for me in the past. Get a hold of a dictionary and go through it page by page uh-huh. until you come to a word that has particular power for you. Make it your, your power word. Uh, memorize that word and then work it into your sales pitch whenever it seems appropriate and you will be amazed at the results. Well, well, thank you, uh, Mr. Jenkins. I'll give that a try. What? Well, guess what, Lisa? Within days, Larry's sales figures wow. went way up. I mean, way up. And at the end of the month, Mr. Jenkins calls Larry in again and said, Larry, fantastic. Your sales are wonderful. Let me ask you this. Did you try my little trick? Well, I sure did. You know, it took me the whole weekend looking through that dictionary to find the right word, but I found it. And the word is fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. That's a good word. Yeah. How have you been using the word? Well, my first customer a couple of Mondays ago was this woman who told me that her little girl had just been accepted into the most exclusive prep school in the city. And I said, fantastic. And then she went on to tell me how her daughter always got straight A's, she was captain of the swim team, she was the most popular girl in her class, and I said, fantastic. And, and she said, and the other thing about my daughter is, she's still always home and in bed by 10 o'clock. And I said, fantastic. And you know what she did? She bought three dresses, two blouses, a skirt, and a sweater set. Wow, that's very impressive. Yeah, and then my next customer said she needed a formal dress for the spring ball at the uh, country club. And she said, I'm in charge of that spring ball, by the way. And I said, fantastic. And she, she went on to tell me that 10 other women had wanted to head the dance committee, but she was the one that got the assignment because she had the best figure, her tennis game was the best, and her husband made the most money of anybody. And I said, fantastic. And she not only bought a designer gown, but she bought three pairs of shorts, two hats, and a raincoat. And it has been like that all week. The customers keep boasting, and I keep saying, fantastic. And they keep on buying. The boss said, well, Larry, that is excellent work. Uh, but uh, just as a point of interest, what did you used to say to customers before you discovered your power word? Uh, well, I used to say, who gives a shit? <laughs> Very good. You like it? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> was it long enough? Yeah, that was good. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine hit my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-ay. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It is the truth. It's actual. 
Everything is satisfaction. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Wonderful feeling heading my way. What a wonderful zippity doo da day. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.